Well, thank you, Pastor Steve. Boy, it's great to be with you tonight. You know, one phrase that Pastor Steve mentioned really just locked in. Position yourself to receive. You know, it's like almost if I drew a circle here. It's, uh, I thought it was a good PowerPoint I must do sometime. It was like a big circle here. And in that circle is the power of God. Outside it, I miss it. And you know, the key thing is, I want to get inside that circle. And the Bible talks about the circle of God's blessing. Now, when Pastor Steve said, position yourself to receive. Now, if your mind's on a hamburger and KFC, or on that girl that's just sitting in the row a couple of rows away from you, or that guy that's sitting not too far, or upon that exam, or upon that bank balance, and your mind is there, you're not positioning yourself. But if you want to position yourself to receive then that's a heart that's saying, Lord, tonight, just minister to me. Just speak to me, especially tonight. And so uh, that's one of the key areas in every area, not just in a church service, but when you wake up in the morning, position yourself to receive. And that's the fabulous part about tonight. It's great to see so many of you here tonight, and it's going to be a special night tonight. It really is. So Margaret and I are just so delighted at being in your delightful, wonderful bay here. You know, of all the fruitfulness this bay produces, do you know God's looking for fruit? But he generally ends up with a bunch of nuts. <laughs> it's interesting when you see what God's wanting to do, but what he does finally get. Well, it can be variable. All right, well, let's see as we lock in onto the screen, and, and let's move right in and we can uh, dull this uh, stage a little bit if we're able to there. And uh, with uh, trying to get ourselves in focus up there. Well, again, to realize tonight, the Bible says God's moving throughout the whole earth. There's part of the earth. All right, Hastings, Napier, the bay, moving out through the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those that love him and respect him and fear him. Isn't that wonderful to know? He's wanting to show himself, but he'll never force the sovereign domain of our free will. Now, that's an incredible part about it. And so we just want to welcome you in a special way tonight because uh, this service again will never be repeated. And it's a very real factor in regard to life that God wants to minister each stage of our lives. And so as we come and as you walk into the building here tonight, we again walk into, so Pastor Joy's here, Pastor Mike's I believe in Taiwan, is he? But anyway, I want to say this tonight to you. I can say it, I'm an outsider. The factor is this, that you are blessed to be here in this church tonight. You're involved in the young people, the older people, wherever. You are in a super blessed church. Give yourselves an encouragement. Appreciate that there tonight. You are in a super blessed church. There are not a lot. You see, you go to the petrol tank and you get 91 or you get a real super. Well, you're in a super petrol church here. You're gassed up, ready to roll. You really are. And that's a fabulous part about it. And so as we look at that tonight, let's see where we're going to head tonight. You know, it's a fabulous part that uh, we're in a world ministry. People today, your church, you're moving all around. Pastor Mike's here, all the ministry teams are here, and all the way from this little New Zealand here, New Zealanders are beaming around the world, and we thank God we're part of that as well. And so it's wonderful to know the opportunities we have in a very special way. And uh, tonight, as we look out across the bay, realize this. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. He will give us present grace and future glory, and no good thing will you withhold from them that walk uprightly. Right now, as you sit there, God wants to give you present grace. What's that? 
His help, His benefit, His blessings, and His presence. Isn't that exciting? That's encouraging. That's what God wants to do tonight. Sunshine today, fabulous. God shines on your life as you allow Him to. And so here, right in the presence of God, uh, the people of God can have the promises of God. Oh boy, that's a fabulous privilege that we have in our lives. Well, where is it all going to be tonight? We're going to look at the mind, the power, one of the greatest challenges in your life, whether you're young or you're old. You look into some people and there's not too much inside. Uh, You look from one side, you can generally see the other side. What's on the inside? This is what's going to determine your future. And the whole checkout is regard to how you control your thoughts as a believer. And if you're not a believer tonight, you can become one and start to get on the most exciting track in all the world. So what's installed in there? What have you installed? You go to a computer, there's nothing in a computer that hasn't been installed. But the great thing about it is you can uninstall it and you can reprogram it. As Pastor Steve was saying tonight, hey, listen, position yourselves to receive. Get ready to have something tonight from God in a personal way. So are you going to want to slip something in there tonight? Uninstall and reinstall? That's putting on the, taking off the old, putting on the new, whatever language you like to use there. And so the encouragement is we need to take steps in this direction. And uh, the wonderful thing, it's a bit like the, the Rubik's Cube. It takes a bit of getting together, but this is where it's all at. The area of the mind and the renewing of the mind. And many people haven't understood why this is so dynamic on a daily basis. And why many people who've been Christians for years have never got on fire for God. And so in every area, let's have a little track tonight to see where this comes about. Now, the word dynamic is a Bible word. Dynamite, dynamic. It's an incredible dimension. And our Christian life is meant to be in a dynamic area. And that's why, let's have a look for a minute about the word dynamic. I love this. It comes from this Greek word, dynamos, which just means power. Power switched on. But look, I love it. As I looked at this and prepared it, characterized by constant change and activity. See, God and the Holy Spirit always bring change and constant activity. Never remains in a static position, always on the move. Full of energy and new ideas. That's what Bay City Church is. <laughs> Full of ideas, new ideas, all the time. It's a constant, ongoing thing. And energizing and motive force. So it's a power area. And also, it's an area of other words that you can look at. Energetic, high-powered, enterprising, active, driving, eager, Vigorous, enthusiastic, go ahead. This is what the word dynamic is. And this is what God's wanting every believer in Bay City Church here to be dynamic. And that's what happens And when you get on top and moving onward and forward and getting stronger and stronger. This is the dynamic dimension of the Spirit-filled life. And so when we understand that, we understand this principle that the Bible talks about. And so the word renew. We take a chair, we take something old, look at the word renew briefly. To restore, to refresh, to revive, to render better, and to be newly fashioned. Now you can be a young person tonight, abused, blown out on drugs. Something's happened in your life or your family, and you want to get yourself back on track. What do you need? You need to have your mind renewed. Because it's the only way, through the Spirit of God, you're going to get back on track. You're an older person. The factor is, remember, you're getting older, but you're not old. But you need to be renewed every day. I need to be renewed every single day if I'm going to be fresh in God's presence. 
And so the challenge comes from the Bible when we read these words. The well-known Ephesians 4, 23 and 24. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the old, the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So you see, it's a program, but it's a challenge. We need to be constantly renewed, and that's a daily basis, not just on Sunday at church service. That's why I want you to look at these translations. Let's grab the power of what we're looking at. You must adopt a new attitude of mind. That's strong. You must be mentally and spiritually remade. This is a daily program. The very spirit of your minds must be constantly renewed. Constantly renewed. Also, and this is the one that really challenges me. I put my name in it when I make it personal. Gerald, be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. Now, I've been a Christian for many years. But that says, Gerald, doesn't matter how many books you've written, doesn't matter how many Bible colleges you've lectured in, how many countries you've visited. It depends upon every day, are you fresh and have a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. That really tunes you up. And there, put on the clean, fresh clothes of the new life. I love that. We all have wardrobes at home. You go in and you pick out clothes. All right, you can put on your old, dirty, grubby clothes to work out in the garden. Or you can put on your flashiest, smartest outfit. You have a choice every day. And in the spirit, you have the same thing. What sort of clothes do you put on every day? The ones that honor the Lord and bless the Lord? Or those old grubby ones that don't smell too good? Choices, what you put on in your spiritual makeover. And so here we have the message translation of the same. Take away then and then take on an entirely new way of life. A God-fashioned life. I love that. A life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. That's quite a package. That really is. I love that. So this is real. This is the real world. Making an impact wherever you are, whatever you're doing, on a daily basis. And so the challenge then is, on a personal basis, to be able to control these thoughts. The average person has about 10,000 thoughts that goes through his mind every day. That's a lot. A great deal. But very few people actually... Uh, get hold of those and allow the Spirit of God to minister to them. But look, as we understand this, here is where the challenge comes. Here we are in the space-age world. But the bottom challenge is this. In the space-age, the most important space is the one between the ears. <laughs> That's the biggest one that you and I got to work on, regardless of our age. Here between here is the biggest space that you've got to work on. The TV, the internet, the conversations, the magazines, whatever's flowing through there is going to determine the way you think, the books you read, the conversations you have. All of those are going to determine what you do and where you go. And so the power of that is making choices that will determine which way we go on that basis. This gentleman, he is a Christian. He's one of the top trainers in the world, Dennis Waitley. And he's trained some of the athletes. He's been a fighter pilot. He's been uh, one of the uh, commissions by the President of the United States of America. He is one of the top trainers. In his book, The Psychology of Winning, he went on and he said something that really took my attention. 
As he went on in the other book that he uh, follows on, a number of them, called The New Dynamics of Winning, he researched along with the world-renowned coach John Wooden. These two coaches and these two trainers asked a bottom-line, main-line question. This was the question. What was the ultimate determining factor in a sports champion? So they wanted to find out the, the base, bottom line, and look what they came up with. These two men stated that the mindset is what determines the ultimate performance of a champion, not talent or ability. Mindset. Mindset. Sporting world, educational world. Let's back it up with this one. We find, doesn't matter where we come from today, we go into the business world. And we find out this gentleman here, he's a pastor. He's one of the top trainers in the secular world as well. I heard him in Kuala Lumpur a couple of years ago, John Maxwell. He said the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is the way they think. Not their bank balance, not who they married, not what country they are born in. It is the way they think. Now remember the Bible has said this all the way along, but many people haven't locked in on it. Now medically, we find the same thing. They tell us that 75% of people in hospitals today are there through emotionally induced illness. You say, what's that? People's thoughts create emotions, make them sick. Psychosomatic diseases is the other term. Psych simply means the mind, soma the body. As you think, so the body picks it up. And so they tell us that the major problem with people today in sickness is dist distortional thinking. What's that? Thinking that's offbeat. These people have self-defeating natures and self-sabotage their lives. So sport, business, medical are all saying that it is the mind area that will either make you or break you. And then we find what Bible says. I'll tell you what, you go to a crazy house sometime and you see these mirrors. You look yourself in there and it looks a little funny. All right, you shoot the neck up, you think like, but do you know, we get things out of proportion out of perspective from the way God sees them. That's one of the things this morning, Pastor Andy was talking about, uh, God's ways are different from ours. There's a different picture. And so when you get that into your mind and see things differently, God says, Psalm 56, 9, all right, you listen to this one. I'll ask my wife. She's away at the back there. Psalm 56, verse 9. Oh, that, that's from the heavens, all right. God is for me. Now, I'll tell you what. You might say, oh, I feel lonely. Something's wrong. Hey, somebody's lying. Because God said he's for you. And so we get distorted thinking often at times. And it gets into here, as you'll see. When that gets locked in, into your mind, and you see things in the wrong way, you'd be surprised. Proverbs 28.1 says, listen to this. The wicked man flees when no man pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. In other words, false imaginations. He's running. Somebody's chasing me. Nobody's chasing him. The number of people have worries, concerns, and problems. That's not even happening. But they worry on it. It puts ulcers in there, creates bitterness and tension, and they get sick. And there's really nothing to worry about. Or they got it wrong proportion. So what are we going to do? we got to get a new image. we got to get a Bible image. So let's replace this one up here. Let's put it away, and let's get a Bible image. I love it here. You see, when you start to look in the mirror and start to see the way you are, hey, that's Bible, just in case you're not sure. I just quoted Proverbs 28.1. The righteous are as bold as a mouse. Didn't say that. The righteous is bold as a lion. Jesus is the lion of 
Judah. Hey guys, you're powerful. If, it's, if Christ is in you, you're a powerful person. Oh boy, you want to get hold of that. The enemy wants to stop you from realizing that. Get the right perspective. And when you get that into your mind, when you lock that in there and start to realize, hey, I am as bold as a lion in Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hey, you're going to face your life and the way and the places you move to in a totally different light once you get your mind in that focus. That's what's so exciting. Well, how does this work out? We take a photograph, and the key area is, whether you get married, whether you're single, whether you're whatever it is, the key area is what you're going to do when you look into sight here. So we're just having a checkup from the neck up. We're having a look at the real you, where things really happen. Girls, don't marry that first guy that comes around and says, hey there, baby, I like you, you're looking pretty cute there. Careful, check him out. Because you see, when you find out a lot of people, the real person's on the inside, and you don't generally find that for a little while. So let's have a little look in here. Let's have a little focus, and let's see where we can get out. And this is what the Bible says. One of the fundamental, all the trainers, coaches, motivational speakers around the world, whether they're secular, whether they're Christian, atheistic, Hindu, or bamboo, or whatever they come from, they quote this particular one because it's a principle. It's a universal law. As a person thinks in his heart, so he is. Some people think, as your money is, so you are. All right? As your education is, so you are. As your heritage is, so you are. Sorry, the Bible says, as you think, so you will be. And so here we're flocking in to the whole purpose of where our future is going to lie. And this is what's so incredibly exciting. So let's check this out. Probably one of the most powerful verses and areas in the scripture. This is part of our six to ten hour seminar on the di- discovering and applying the dynamics of the renewed mind. This has released so many people. And this is the major scripture I spring off into our whole seminar. The weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity, now look at this, every thought. I said the average person has 10,000 thoughts a day. This, I believe, is your greatest challenge and mine, is to bring every thought into captivity of Christ. Wow. So how can I go about this? Well, we'll do a 10-hour seminar for that one. But let's look at this. I've often asked myself the question, what is it that tips a person into victory or into failure? It seems a very fine line. What is it? And one word really came out that hit me. And it is this word, imagination. Now, what does imagination mean? I was speaking to about 900 guys in the Promise Keepers one year, and I was particularly looking to ask me to speak in this area. And I looked up and had a look at the word imagination. And boy, look what I found. The imagination, according to when we dig into the dictionary, says this. It is the faculty or action of producing mental images. What's that? Pictures. And of what is not present on one's experience. You see, that's why pornography is such a problem for men. Because it's the mental images, pictures, of what's not present that they probably like present in their lives. Pornography is a thing that focuses in that area. I thought, now here is the mental picture zone. 
that we're told it is the key area that is one of our major problems. Now, as I looked into the Scriptures and tracked this one down, I found some fascinating things. But firstly, remember this. The mind sees things in pictures. When you dream, do you see words or pictures? Most of you see pictures. If you're normal, if you're not normal, well, God bless you, we'll pray for you. But the factor is this. Most of us see pictures. That's the way the brain is 85% graphic. And that's why I use so much visual, because in areas that you see far more through the eyes than you do through the ears. And so with that in mind, we need to understand what the Bible talks about when it says, watch the visual. Now, do you know right now, we need to understand something the world we're living in. Seven people log on to the internet every second. We're living in a cyber world. Taking that a little bit step further, today one of the biggest challenges is the moving into multiplayer games. We had a man in Kuwait who said, what are our courses? He had a 16 and 17 year old son when he was in those years that spent seven hours a day while he was still going to high school on multiplayer games. I said, I can't believe that. What did you even allow that? He said he took a year when he finished high school. He took a year off for going to university. What did he do? He spent most of his time on multiplayer games. Some of these games have been going for 15 years. Particularly the first one that was started off, Doom. It's still going. It's an ongoing name, a game. Then he, he told us the guys often in a weekend would get their sleeping bags. Five of them would go and they'd have five computers. They'd only sleep for one or two hours and go through the whole weekend, nonstop on these games. Then another one of the guys on our course, these are managers and key guys that are uh, um, in, their, in their companies and so on. He said, when I was in America, he's from the Arab world, he said, I was doing my, my degree there. He said, I was four years locked into these multiplayer games before I broke out of them. Now, whether you know what they are or not, these are more than just little, these are ones that change people's personalities. You take on a particular identity. I tell you what, this is making major impacts when people today are not so much going to the theaters, they're going down to the areas where the multiplayer games are, are locking in. And so talk about programming people's minds. We are seeing a major attack on the uh, minds of our young people in our world today. And as we look at that, we need to understand why this whole area, why people are attracted to pornography, imaginations, faculty thought patterns. And we see this whole area locking in. 35 million people visit a pornography site every day. You know, the Bible says, what you sow, you reap. We wonder what's going on in our society today. I'll tell you why. What you reap, you're going to reproduce. And we're seeing this tremendous challenge in our lives today. And so we're seeing tonight some areas we need to get our lives clear and clean tonight if we're going to be dynamic in our Christian experience. And see the whole power of how this works and how it flows in our lives. So, whether you're a young person or an older person, whether you're a parent or not, hey, you watch what you're watching. Parents, watch what the kids are watching. And don't think cartoons are nice and mild. Some of the most violent f- programs on television are cartoons. If you go down to the video parlors down there, you're not going to find Cinderella. If you do, she'll get blown up, quartered, and shot out, or missiled. I tell you what, realize what's being programmed into our young people today. But it's not just young people either. Be aware of the challenge. About one million, one billion dollars is pumped into the pockets of the cyber sex industry every year. And about 
1,000 new websites dedicated to sex are set up every day. Brothers and sisters, that's a colossal crop that's going to bring a harvest. When we track this down, we understand that an estimated 17% of the world's 1 billion internet users have problems with sex. On the internet, whether it be online, pornography, chat rooms, or sex games. So we see a challenge for the bombardment and the control of the mind of everybody, young or old. And don't think it's just the young people. People right the way through get locked into these areas, not just in this field, but in most fields that take time and take people's distortion in that area. So what are you watching? Life or death? Because the Bible teaches life and death are not only in the power of the tongue, but what you let into your mind. So this imagination, as I tracked it down, I realized, wow, this is the area I've got to control in my life, what the Bible teaches. And that's why when I tracked it down to what they call the law of first mention, where it's first mentioned in the Bible. And look at this. Genesis 6-5 hits the button on where the major problem in our lives is. Look at this. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. What was it? The imagination. The mental pictures, his mental faculty was the problem. Hey, that's from the beginning of mankind. God spotlights it. And so here's your challenge in mind. What sort of pictures am I putting in on a daily basis? How am I controlling my imagination? And Paul says, bringing every thought into the control and dealing with imaginations, you've got to handle that to be able to do that. Wow. So I've always looked for secrets and keys of how to do that. And that's what Boy, if you don't get this one, that Big Mac will wipe you out. Because you see, this is where the challenge is. You see, Satan is in the demonic suggesting business. See, he can't attack you directly if Christ is in your life. So you'll come a sideway. He'll drop a thought in, a suggestion. Now, if you buy it, you've created a platform. That's why Ephesians 4.27 says, Neither give place or a platform for the devil. That's what he's looking for. And so you'll come with a suggestion. Read this. Click this on the computer. Wow. Look at this book. Hey, let's go to that place there. Let's go out for the night. And so it's a suggestion. Now look at the package of Satan that he's wanting to drop into you. Satan's aim is to drop a toxic, soul-destroying, fear-inducing, faith-attacking thought into your mind. Now that is a package. And that's Ephesians 6, 11, and 12 strategy program that the Bible talks about, that Paul emphasizes. So what are we going to do? Uh, you either respond with faith, get the hence Satan in Jesus' name, or you're going to respond in fear and say, wow, let me investigate. Let me check this out. And we're on the track on a downward slide. So the challenge I have as I look at this, then we then have a choice. Satan's lingering, he's dropping, and he's going to step back and see what you do. So you can either receive it or you can reject it. Now, that is our choice. And that's the significance of why you need to be dynamically renewed and in that place of blessing every day. Because once you move outside of that, you're more vulnerable to these attacks of the enemy. And so I realize I need to have that 
constant dynamic of being renewed in my mind every day. So Satan says, now, come on, baby. Ah, come on, now, hold it. What we got to do is attack. We got in Jesus' name, we got to speak out the words. It is written, get thee hence, Satan. Let's look at our program. Oh, I love this. You see, what we're going to do in using the word. See, Pastor Steve before was using the word. He was sharing the word. And so we got to start using the word of God. We got to start to move in a way and attack. And don't stand back, get on the offensive. And when you do that, your world and the enemy has to go. Because we see the whole change, the whole dimension. When we start in Jesus' name, I tell you what, 1 John 3, 8 says this, For this purpose was Jesus manifested, that he might destroy, undo, loosen, and dissolve the works of the devil. How do you like that? That's where the threefold amen. But I tell you what, that's when things, we start to become powerful. A dynamic mind is focused on victory. And because of the victory that has already been won for us, that's the privilege that we have to attack. It is written. Jesus gives us the weapons and the Holy Spirit empowers us. And that's why to bring, here's the challenge, is to bring all of those thoughts into the control and obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the challenge. Every single day. That's why we need to be feeding our mind every day on the Word, memorizing it, hiding it, if we're going to do that and see the significance in our personal walk with God. What do you say? Look, and here's my friend Sam. Sam usually pops up in our sessions and says, hold on, Gerald. That's all very well. How? How are you going to do that? And that's what I love about the Bible. If a preacher doesn't tell you how to do something, he's aborting Scripture, which means he's not completing it. Because the Bible says, be doers of the Word of God and not hearers only, therefore deceiving yourselves. So Sam always says, Gerald, how am I going to do that? And that's what I want to take this last little section of how we can do that in a little nutshell tonight. We've just been reading 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. We've just read it, and we're instructed to do basically two things. The first words are cast off. The second one is bring. Let me have a look. This is what I, this is what Gerald Bradley can do to have victory with a dynamic mind. That's one of the major tracks. Let me have a look. Here is the word cast, which means, look at it, throw out, eject, jettison, expel, get rid of, look at the word, there it is again, imaginations, mental pictures, thought patterns, mental pictures that set themselves up against the true knowledge of God. Hey, we got to not just pat them, we got to fire them out. I tell you what, some of you tonight are needing to fire some things out by your choice tonight if you want to get filled with the Spirit of God and the dynamic of God tonight. I'm going to ask you to do that in a little while because this is when things really... You've been having a clean-out session here over the last few weeks in a lot of areas. This is one of the major areas to get cleared out because this is where some of the deep areas that hold us back in our walk with God. That's why the Bible tells us, as it goes on here, to bring and lead every thought. Bring, bring, lead every thought and purpose away captive and into the control and obedience of Christ. So we're putting it into the God zone. We're putting it into the Christ zone of the greatest thought patterns we could ever have. That's what the Holy Spirit teaches us day by day. 
as we get into his word and we allow him to minister to us. Now, the word cast, I wanted to dig into this. Look at some of the definitions here. We've looked at them briefly. To eject, hurl, expel, throw out, get rid of, forcibly jettison, drive. Do you get the message? Out. Don't let it linger or you'll have an unwelcome visitor. That click on the computer, that book, that magazine, that interview, that internet, that chat show. Hey, one movement, you're on get rid, move. So I need to do that on a practical basis daily. And that's why now, the Lord really dropped this in my last night. I just put it in here. I felt it was a real, God wanted me to put it in, to, to insert it in this particular session. Here is, many of you here tonight need an Acts 19.19. You say, what's that? Let me read it first. And many of those who had practiced curious magical arts collected their books and CDs and VDs and CDs and everything else and throwing them book after book on the pile burned them in the sight of everybody. All kinds, here's another translation, all kinds of witches and warlocks came out of the woodwork with their books of spells and incantations and made a huge bonfire of them. When they counted the value of them, they found it amounted to around $12,000, $9,300, so that's about roughly New Zealand. I shared this here in Hastings a number of years ago. I said to this audience in a packed church, there are many of you here and I need an Acts 19.19. Weeks later, the pastor emailed me and he said, Gerald, a lot of our young folk got together and had an Acts 19.19 party. They brought books, CDs, records, and tapes And he said there would have been approximately, they estimated about $10,000 went up in smoke here in the bay from a group of young people that did an Acts 19.19. Hey guys, go go through your drawers, go through your cupboards, go through your machines, check your computer. I tell you tonight, some of us need to have an Acts 19.19 and throw and expel and burn and get rid of things that get cancerous in your spiritual life. I tell you what, I always enjoy interesting going to people's houses. All right, and I like to look what's beside their bedside, what they're reading. I like to look in their bookstands because they see that's where the people really are. That's what they bring into who they are of what they actually surround themselves with. So we've got to throw out those things that are going to destroy and be harmful. And then the second one nails it. That's why Paul says, cast off the works of darkness, anything not of God, have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. So get rid of it. Don't let it linger around. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what are works of darkness or something you need to get rid of. By the way, if it's something you think burnt, just make sure it's yours and not somebody else's or your parents, or you'll be in big trouble. All right, Just check that one out to start off with there. And so as a realization of that, the second one is this. Now, when I read this, this really excited me. What does the word bring mean? This is something I can do for myself. To cause to happen, to cause to be present, to cause the result of, to initiate, to produce, to lead, to attract, to create, to give rise to. Gerald, you can create your world by thinking God's way. You can create and open up new opportunity. You can initiate something. Who? The pastor? No, you. 
the counselor? No, you. This is the challenge. Throw out and bring in. And that's when the whole new dimension starts you on a new walk or a new level of walk in your Christian experience. So as we realize the things that echo around the world, the space, things bombarding our world, this is probably one of the most powerful statements you're ever going to read. You create your outside world from your inside world. That's what Jesus said. Matthew 15, 19, out of the innermost being shall come. All right, and the challenges from the innermost person is going to bring out what is really in the depth of that individual. So we're challenged to decide what we're going to do if we want a dynamically renewed mind. So how are you facing your world? At the end of a six-hour seminar, the Dynamics Renewed Mind, they flew us down to Christchurch, five churches combined, and uh, we did the six-hour, my six-hour seminar on the dynamics of discovering and applying the Dynamics Renewed Mind. At the end of it, a young man came up to the front. He said, Gerald, can I talk to you for a minute? He had tears in his eyes. He said, Gerald, if I could only have heard what I've heard over these last six hours, he said, it would have saved my life from tragedy. He said, I'm a young married man. I've got three children. I've just come out of prison of a two-year sentence. He said, I was in there for a sexual offense. <clears throat> he said, I became a Christian, uh, not to later teens. He said, when I was 14, my father brought pornography into the house. I saw it, I was exposed to it, it was just part of our environment. At 19, I gave my life to Christ. But I had this thing as a stronghold in my life. He said, I got married to a wonderful woman. He said, I've had three lovely children. He said, I got caught in a sexual offense. And he said, they put me here. And he said, my wife actually traveled down from the North Island and lived the two years in this city just to back and support me. Not many wives would have done that. And, uh, and the next morning, uh, as the five churches combined in the school assembly, I was sitting up on the stage before I preached, and I saw the people coming in. And I saw this young man come down the aisle with his wife and his three children and sit down. And I thought to myself, thank God that family is still together. And he's now starting to make new tracks. But the fact was this, he had had his life partially a lot of destructive things that already happened. He was getting back, thank God, on track. Realize there are principles here that are powerful in your life that we all need to get hold of that help us to face the real world God's way. And that's the challenge we need to understand. And so realize you'll never, ever change your life until you change something you do daily. Oh, I'll do that next month. You see, tonight you're either a DIN or a DIT. A DIN is a do-it-now person. Most people are DITs. Do it tomorrow. I'll get fit tomorrow. I'll go on a diet tomorrow. I'll lose weight tomorrow. I tell you what, that's where the losers are. Winners make things happen. Losers wait for something to happen. And so the key is what you're doing daily. Program this week, tonight, after this. Clean out, clear out, throw out, bring in. And then the dynamic starts to motivate you into the presence of God in a way you've probably never ever had before. Well, you say, what do I got to do? Well, I wanted to give you some practical things just to round off tonight. And uh, I never ever get away from this foundational one. Whether it's a pastor, a missionary, or whether it's a new Christian, I always go to this one here. What is your daily walk with God? How are your quiet times? It's amazing the number of people in charismatic Pentecostal churches that don't read their Bible every day. Amazing. 
and let alone regard to having something even longer. It's often just to grab this, little look at this, and then they go and spend hours on something else, but not on the things of God. Right? Proverbs talks about giving God the first fruits. We heard Pastor Steve talk about tonight giving God the best in our lives financially. And so Proverbs 8, 17 says, I love those that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Getting up early with God, your coach. Now Jesus had the same training program. We read in Mark 1.35, and in the morning, not the evening, in the morning, arising a great while before day, Jesus went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Got his spiritual muscles strengthened with his father at the beginning of the day. Anything less than 20 or 30 minutes is inadequate to develop spiritual muscles. And so realize, reprogram your life to get dynamic. That's going to be a critical part. Now, as a result, number two, one, a major one that I refer to, probably the greatest dynamic and change in my life was when I was introduced the dynamics of memorizing Scripture. Now, in my book, Eight Steps to Christian Victory, and the, uh, there I have a chapter on that. I introduced the topical memory system, the navigator one. It's a system of how to memorize. I'll tell you what you need, and by the way, you, as the Bible teaches us, Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 8, and commands particularly fathers to memorize Scripture every single day. It doesn't say pastors. It doesn't say missionaries. It says everybody should be memorizing God's Word every single day. You say, where do you, you check the Bible. The factor is, here's how a young person can keep himself clean by living in agreement with God's Word, not distorted. Your word have I hid in my heart so that I might not sin against you. So as I started and was challenged by that as a teenager to get start on the dynamics of memorizing Scripture, my Christian life took rockets. That's been my most important part probably of my Christian experience has been daily memorizing Scripture. Most of the years when I went out for my run in the morning, my jog would have my memory pack with me. Or wherever we are, have those memory verses. Or on the mirror while you're shaving. That's for the men. Uh, ladies, while you're putting your face on for 20 or 30 minutes in the morning, you have your memory verses there. All right, while you're focusing, while you're in the car, while you're driving, there's some memory packs back there on the table as well. But the key, get a system, and a topical memory system in the navigators, I recommend, I've introduced thousands of people to get onto that. So if you want the dynamics, thinking God's way, you say, I want to know what God knows, what he wants me to think. Well, the Word of God is the Word of God. And that's the way you get in to get God's thinking and the Spirit of God will illuminate you of what He wants and where He wants you to go, what He wants you to do. And when you lock that in, you start memorizing God's Word today, hiding it. And that's the dynamite that God will use into here and out there in your ministry. That's the power of the Word of God of Hebrews 4.12. Quick and powerful and a two-edged sword. Now, if that's going to be real in your life, here's the challenge. Realize and understand this. Watch what you read every day. Watch what you put on the computer. Paul challenges the believers when he said this, Till I come, give yourself to reading, exhortation, to doctrine. Watch what you see on the internet. Watch what you watch on the computer. Get the good stuff and throw out the stuff that will destroy and demolish your spiritual life. Select good, uplifting materials. Now, practically to help you do that, let me share something with you tonight as we round off here. You see, we got a little package here that I know will be a real help and encouragement to you. 
If somebody, I have many people come up and say, Gerald, can I, can, can you have a counseling session once a week with you? I said, I've got to love to do that, but my ministry doesn't allow that. I travel so much and I conduct seminars. I said, if I could sit down with you for three to four months, day by day, <clears throat> I said, virtually everything I would say would be in this book. The Powerful Inspirational Motivation. 154 dynamic messages there. That's now on nine CDs. We've got a small number of them at the back. Invest into your life. This is a powerful, the changing channels is one there of how to change the mind. Eight steps to Christian victory. Some of these ones are what help to whatever material to get the dynamics of the renewed mind. So Margaret will be at the back there, uh, afterwards there, have a chat, have a look. But instead of going to Kentucky Fry and investing into here tonight and spending 20 or $25, why don't I invest into here and put something that will affect eternity as well as now? invest into that which is going to count for life and for eternity. When you say, look, I'm not too sure about that, but uh, uh, how can I? Well, what I want to do is this. Every one of us are challenged to walk in the power of God. It's a challenge. Here you see the miracles, Pastor Mike, Pastor Joy, Pastor Dave, Pastor Steve, the ministerial team here. You'll, if I asked a man or a prophet of God to walk out of the scriptures and come right in here tonight, here, I believe, is one of the most significant scriptures in the Bible a prophet would give you. Proverbs 4.23, and Solomon walks out, and he says, Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Wow. Thank you, Solomon. Because the wisest man that ever lived said those words there. So that challenges me on a daily basis to move in the power of the Spirit by having my mind shape in those areas. You say, look, somebody brought me along here tonight, and this is a bit unusual, and I haven't been in a service like this, or I've been here many times, but I'm not really sure if I'm a real committed Christian. Well, I'm so glad, because tonight I want to share with you the steps of how to, but you can't have a dynamic mind until you become a Christ one, Christ in you. And so let me share this prayer and these steps. And if you're a Christian, as many of you are, these are the steps you need to introduce to lead your friends to Christ. Because many Christians don't do that. Well, that's Pastor Mike. That's Pastor Joy. That's Pastor Steve. All right. That's a Pastor Dave. That, that, no, no. They are just the captains. They're just the coaches. As a Christian, we're all meant to be out there winning people to Christ. Step number one, acknowledge your sinfulness and need for forgiveness. Secondly, thank Jesus for taking the punishment for your sins. That's why you're blocked off from God because of the sin barrier. And God sent his son to break the sin barrier by dying for your sins. And then thirdly, invite Christ into your life to be your personal Lord and Savior. What a privilege. How do I do it? Well, here's a special prayer with those three steps that you've just seen placed into this special prayer that you can pray tonight and actually invite Christ into your life. Wow, that's a privilege. As I move around, to me, this is one of the greatest privileges in the world. I thank God. Some men at a boys' brigade camp in Canterbury some years ago officers of the boys, gave me an invitation, an opportunity to invite Christ into my life. And they led me on these steps when I invited Christ into my life. Let me read it, and then I'm going to give you the privilege of praying it for yourself. Lord Jesus, I need you. I believe you paid the penalty for my sins on the cross. I choose right now to turn from my sins and open the door of my life and invite you to come in to be my personal Savior and Lord. 
Thank you for forgiving my sins and for giving me eternal life. Please take control of my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the strength to follow you from this moment on in your precious name.